Hi, everybody. Happy Monday and welcome back to another edition of the BLP Bulletin. It is March 15th. I hope you all had a chance to listen to our latest conversation that dropped last week with WNBA Phoenix Mercury star Bria Hartley. She chatted with us about her work off the court, her work with her clothing line, her work with her AAU team and the activism of the WNBA, her goals for her own philanthropic work here in the future. So if you haven't checked out the episode yet, go listen to it. If you haven't listened to Hugh or any of our other guests this season, I really recommend it. And thanks again to Bria for coming on the podcast. Of course, if you know any athletes doing great work in the community that we need to highlight, let us know. We are looking to round out season two here uh, and continue building up some great stories. So let's get straight into this week's bulletin. All right. Our first story this week is about Maya Moore. Uh, Hopefully you all know who Maya Moore is. She has really set the standard for activism in sports, in my opinion. She set out of basketball and she hasn't played in the WNBA since 2018. Um, She set out to advocate and raise awareness for criminal justice reform. And she's been one of the first athletes to do so voluntarily, um, at least in modern history. Um, that we can remember. And as you may have heard, her efforts uh, towards criminal justice reform are the primary reason that Jeremy Irons' wrongful conviction was overturned. More recently married Irons upon his release, and she announced on Good Morning America that she will sit out this season as well to fight for continued criminal justice reform through her new initiative called Win With Justice. Here's a quote from her appearance and announcement. She says, and I quote, the the way you make you change things is one person at a time, one community at a time, one story at a time, making justice more about restoring things than just paying penalties. That's what we're really after, redefining what a win is in our justice system. So congrats to Maya for continuing to lead the way and set an example for athletes to get involved and be advocates. I know we can't, we all can't wait to see her back on the court one day. But in the meantime, let's really appreciate and show support for her work. If you go to the Win With Justice website, you can sign up for her mailing list and support her efforts. Uh, Our next story is an update on the anti-transgender legislation being introduced across the United States. Julie Kliegman from Sports Illustrated reported last week that nearly 550 college athletes from around the country signed on to a letter that was sent to the NCAA that demands the association stop holding championships and events in states considering or passing legislation around transgender participation in sports. As we've talked about here on the bulletin, many states have introduced or passed laws restricting and banning transgender girls and boys for participating in youth and college sports aligned with their gender identity, i.e. if you're born a girl, you have to play women's sports, even if you now identify as a boy and vice versa. Uh, Idaho passed this bill last year. We've covered here on the podcast again that Montana has introduced a bill like this, as well as South Dakota and Mississippi. Here's a quote from the letter that these athletes sent. They say, We, the undersigned NCAA student-athletes, are extremely frustrated and disappointed by the lack of action taken by the NCAA to recognize the dangers of hosting events in states that create hostile environments for student-athletes. Addressing the president, this is a little side note from Julie's article, they are specifically addressed NCAA president Mark Emmert and the NCAA Board of Governors in the letter, and they said, and I quote, 
You have been silent in the face of hateful legislation in states that are slated to host championships, even though those states are close to passing anti-transgender legislation. Now, this is a huge statement from a large number of athletes. 550 athletes is a lot of athletes to sign on to this. The NCAA has responded. They released a statement that reads that they are monitoring these bills closely. Here's a quote from their statement. The NCAA believes diversity and inclusion improve the learning environment and it encourages its member colleges and universities to support the well-being of student athletes. So not really a statement either way. They're monitoring closely, they said. So we'll really see if they throw their weight behind this. And I want to give a shout out to two runners for Washington University in St. Louis, junior Aliyah Schneck and senior Alana Bojar. I hope I pronounced both of your names correctly. But these ladies spearheaded this effort along with GLAAD and Athlete Ally, which hopefully you are uh, well aware of already. But if not, they are national LGBT. BTQ plus advocacy organizations. And Schneck was quoted at the end of the article, uh, Aliyah Schneck to say, trans athletes just want to play the sports that they love. If we can do something to help fight back against these bills and be allies to the trans community, then we're doing our job. I absolutely love seeing athletes use their collective voices here to make a difference. This awareness has actually drawn, you know, the NCAA's attention. They've made a statement. They've they've really brought it into a national spotlight. So I like again would love to see someone else besides the athletes taking the taking the power and moving it forward, but as we all know, the athletes have really been the driving force of social change in the past decade. Um, so I'd love to see some of these corporations that are sponsoring NCAA events get involved. Have have them pull support from events that are being held in states with these bills on the table or those that have passed. And we'll stay on top of the story in the bulletin, but I just want to congratulate Aliyah Schneck and Alana Boyar again for their activism and advocacy here. What a great example. Our next story is about tennis superstar Naomi Osaka. She has launched an initiative to support Japanese girls participating in sports. She's partnered with Nike and Laureate Sport for Good Foundation to launch Play Academy with Naomi Osaka. And the goal of Play Academy is to provide sports opportunities to girls in Japan and make them future role models. The Japan YMCA Alliance, the Narishiko Care, um, and Rutsu Kiyatsi University in Japan Apologies for all of the mispronunciations I know just happened there. Our partners of the Play Academy, these partners will receive grants to provide girls with positive play experiences through sport, to promote gender inclusivity, and build leadership skills. And we all know that girls' sports participation drops after age 11, 12 here in the U.S. Girls start to enter middle school, and that's really where we see a decline happen. And this is a trend in other countries like Japan, too. But sports are such a powerful tool for women to learn these important skills, especially young women, confidence, leadership, development that they'll need in life. So it's really great to see Naomi Osaka actively working to change this trend in her home country of Japan. So something absolutely to celebrate and support. Our next story is on the upcoming and continually upcoming topic of anti-Semitism in sports. We've covered a lot of events and resources on preventing anti-Semitism here in the bulletin. Um, we talked about uh, Zach Banner's event um, with his foundation up in Pittsburgh. And yet again, it's anti-Semitism has popped up in the sports news. NBA player Myers Leonard used an anti-Semitic slur while live streaming a video game session. He has since issued an apology for using that term and said on his Instagram this, and I quote, 
I am deeply sorry for using an anti-Semitic slur during a live stream yesterday. He continues on to say, my ignorance about its history and how offensive it is to the Jewish community is absolutely not an excuse, and I was just wrong. He goes on to say he's going to seek out opportunities to educate himself and make sure this doesn't happen again. And I think that's the right approach. Um, it's very clear that the general population population needs a bit of a crash course in anti-Semitism and the dangers of it. This has really happened a lot in the athlete world and in the sports space, especially we've seen pro athletes ranging from the NFL's Deshaun Jackson to former NBA player, Steven Jackson. A lot of people have, been caught in this trap of of really using and spreading anti-Semitism, even if they don't know they're doing it. So there's a real danger in perpetuating these old stereotypes about Jewish people. And as we've seen this year, there are many active anti-Semites living and breathing in this country, and it does not behoove athletes to spread that terminology, even if they don't realize how offensive it is. Uh, and the reason I wanted to share this is one, I wanted to highlight that this is an issue I think we need to focus on. Um, but two, uh, another athlete reached out to Myers Leonard in a really great way. And I wanted to share it. New England Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman, who is one of the NFL's most prominent Jewish players, wrote an open letter to Myers on Twitter. And I'm going to read the letter. It's short. And I want to read it to you. He wrote, we've never met. I hope we can meet one day soon. I'm sure you've been getting a lot of criticism for what you said. Not trying to add to that. I just want to offer some perspective. I get the sense that you didn't use that word out of hate, more out of ignorance. Most likely, you weren't trying to hurt anyone or even profile Jews in your comment. That's what makes it so destructive. When someone intends to be hateful, it's usually met with great resistance. Casual ignorance is harder to combat and has greater reach, especially when you command great influence. Hate is like a virus. Even accidentally, it can rapidly spread. I'm down in Miami fairly often. Let's do a Shabbat dinner with some friends and I'll show you a fun time. Julian Edelman. So first of all, what a classy way to respond, really teach some really valuable lessons and reach out with an open arm instead of just reaching out to say how horrible of a person this this player is for speaking out that Myers, Myers said. So I want to especially highlight his words, Julian's words here. Casual ignorance is harder to combat and has a greater reach, especially when you command great, uh, great uh, relevance. I think that is really important. Great influence. I'm sorry. It's really important to note that athletes have to educate themselves. They cannot be in these tough situations. There's absolutely no reason for athletes not to have resources in front of them and educate themselves about anti-Semitism, about LGBTQ plus legislation, transgender issues, all of these things. It is no longer an excuse that I didn't know or I wasn't sure it was offensive. We have a lot of resources now out there. And athletes, you have to take this on yourself to educate yourself. You can't put yourself in these tough situations. It's not just you, but you're spreading this ideology, even unintentionally, and you don't want to be responsible for perpetuating that. So again, thank you to Julian Edelman for making this statement. I hope Myers does reach out. I would love to see a picture of them at a Shabbat dinner. Um, and I hope Myers does really dig into that education and outreach to better himself. I thought it was a very positive way um, for a really negative situation that started off, a really positive way to finish it. Our final article today is, of course, about the WNBA. They are continuing to impress and 
do some really important work. Um, the Washington Post had a great article um, earlier this month about their next advocacy and activism project, which is vaccine pro uh, safety. Many WNBA players play internationally, as, we, as we've heard and talked to several of them in our season, Jasmine Thomas, Renee Montgomery, and Bria Hartley recently last week. And they usually make more money playing internationally than they do playing in the WNBA. So instead of, you know, taking a break and having an offseason, they've been playing in different countries all over the world. Um, and, and same thing with their activism. They haven't taken a break. According to the Washington Post, nearly half of the WNBA's players have joined calls from around the world to learn more about public health and the COVID-19 vaccine efforts. They have also been learning about the years of systemic racism that have played into many Black Americans' distrust of the medical community and vaccines. Star WNBA player and MVP Ineka Ogumike said, I met these educational sessions with skepticism, and through them, the ignorance has peeled back. I not only feel comfortable taking this vaccine, but I also feel comfortable advocating for people to be educated on it. The Washington Post reported that the WNBA Players Union is exploring collaborations with the Ad Council, Walgreens, Black Women's Health Imperative, and the National Council of Negro Women. And Ogumike continues to say, we realize how powerful our voices have been. We really just want to meet the moment in a way that obviously continues to align with our engagement with the communities. I already know that the ladies of the WNBA are going to take this education effort seriously and they will create some really sustainable actions and efforts to encourage black Americans and Americans of color to learn more, work to erase some skepticism and long, long historical built up mistrust and encourage them to get this COVID-19 vaccine. And I'm really, really excited to hear that they are continuing their advocacy, even from overseas. These ladies do not disappoint. They are wonderful role models for athletes in all sports. And that's our roundup for this week's BLP Bulletin. Enjoy the week. Go check out Bria Hartley's interview if you haven't already. And we will see you right back here next Monday for another BLP Bulletin. Have a great week, everybody.